This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to Shockers and Cuss Words, a podcast that dives into self-improvement, completing goals, and overcoming modern-day obstacles. I am your host, Catherine, and together we will address our fears, establish self-awareness, and complete self-growth through honesty and reflection. Remember to please like and share this podcast. Thank you. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Chakras and Cuss Words. And today I have my special guest, Justine Hernandez, and we are talking about feng shui and using feng shui in your life and helping it transform your life. So, Justine, please introduce yourself. (laughs) Hello, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, woo. I'm like, woo! Everyone, hands up! Hi, everybody! I'm so happy to be here. Um, you know, my name's Justine Hernandez. I'm the owner of Passion Style Purpose, where we live our life not by default but by design. Um, I help women all over the world align their mindset, their relationships, and their environment to create an inspiring life that they love and just feels super badass and just feels aligned and in the flow. And I really love what I do. I've been doing this for over a decade. And it's just so ah, amazing, the wonderful people I meet. And just being, uh, it's an honor to be able to be woken into people's homes and into their life and help them make those shifts that they need support in. So, yeah, that is me. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Justine. When you say that you use design or you use, how did you say you, you use design to live your life by design and not or yeah it's uh live your life not by default but by, by design not by default but by design so that's almost like you're creating your own life your own pathway and your own um journey can you kind of yes. give us a little feedback on how somebody would do that like what what does that entitle what does that mean exactly Ooh, well, the first thing that comes to mind is um, awareness, you know, um, being a feng shui expert and a transformational coach, like I look at like the psychology of your space and how it's impacting and interacting with you and your mindset that you are currently experiencing. So for example, um, if someone's really in the, in, in a rut, you know, it's normally when we're all in a, in a, I guess I could just share my own personal uh, experience on how to do this. So yes, um, once upon a time, you know, um, I was a, I was married and I had a child and just life felt incomplete. I didn't feel satisfied. I felt like I was meant for more, but my mm-hmm. surroundings and my circumstance, my relationships, not only my uh, intimate relationship, but my family and like my friends, things like that, that I surrounded myself with didn't reflect my potential and didn't reflect the vision that I had for myself. So I feel like a lot of people feel this way, but don't take any action because they're afraid 
that they might lose it all. Yeah. Yeah. And so for me, I was so determined to, um, to kind of feel that void and feel like, okay, I, this doesn't feel right for me. Why doesn't this feel right? And, you know, I was still kind of going through my own awakening journey and learning how to trust myself. And so, um, when I started to kind of like, um, just become aware of what was making me unsettled, I then was like, okay, so what can I do to shift this, um, to what it is that I want? And, you know, at the time I didn't really know what I wanted. I just knew that I wanted to do something different. I wanted to have a happier marriage, a more fulfilling life um, that was impactful and helping people in a, in a grander way. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of started embarking on that journey and going within myself and looking deeper and trusting my, my intuition, which is, you know, another level of getting to know yourself. Right. So it was, it was kind of like a, like learning how to date myself and get to know me and what is it that I truly wanted in my life. And once I started to realize those things and put pieces together, then I started attracting um, opportunities. Like, for example, um, when I was going through this shift, I started uh, connecting myself or having opportunities to connect with people that were in the self-help world, like best-selling authors and people Mm -hmm. that are doing groups and events and like sister circles, you know, at the time, like this was over 10 years ago. So um, I just found these people to be so fascinating, but they mirrored a lot of what I wanted to cultivate in my life. And so I remember my first coach told me, never take advice from someone that doesn't have the life that you want. Mm. And it really sunk in deep. So that's kind of like how I started creating the life that I wanted was seeing the people that uh, reflected the journey that like the lifestyle that I wanted, the relationships that I wanted. And I started hanging out with them or putting myself in positions and networking to kind of get to know their secret. Yeah. And then as I was doing that, like I started creating more opportunities, more insight, more awareness, and more like running into people that were really creating a life that they wanted and they were living it badass and amazing and power. And I was like, yes, I want some of that. How do I get right. some of that? <laughs> yeah. I love, I love that you address that that you, you know, because I always say, you know, what your goal is, depending on what your goal is, like a lot of people have different goals. If your goal is to like lose weight, if your goal is to buy a home, is your goal to improve your marriage, is your goal to improve your self-esteem, you need to kind of surround yourself with people who are either on the same road as that or have already accomplish that so you can get inspiration you could kind of see what they utilize to do that so I love that you brought that up because that is definitely I think so true now can you kind of explain to people who might not know what is feng shui and living your life by design because I mean I know what feng shui is but I haven't actually utilized it um in my home I I don't think I have I mean I never really tried it, it might be feng shui I don't know right <laughs> Yeah so I mean for example like most people do feng shui naturally and feng shui is all about it's a so a feng shui is like an ancient technology science and and you know, of, of space, of your environment. And so it's all about how you feel, um, in your environment. Like 
have you ever gone to a restaurant and like you walk in and you like don't feel very comfortable being there and so you just grab your food and go yes um, you know, so that's feng shui. So it's all about like, how is your body responding to the environment around you? Mm. And um, how using like the elements, the five elements, there's, there's so many layers to feng shui. I always, I always feel like it's such a loaded word uh, question, like what is feng shui? And I want to go into my teacher mode and tell you all the layers about feng shui. But I'm like, let's simplify. It's just really about how to create a space that is flowing that mirrors where you're going in your life, like your goals and your ambitions and uh, feeling good in your space. Because if you feel good in your space, in your environment, like where you sleep, where you rest your body, where you feed yourself, mm-hmm. you're, you feel empowered and like that you can take on the world, you know? Right. But if your environment isn't supporting you and you have like clutter and you have like all this stuff in your space that mirrors your old life or mirrors um, someone else's life, you know? Mm-hmm. then that's reflecting in how you are showing up in the world. Right. It's reflecting that you're not standing in your power in a certain way, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's very interesting. I, I like to use feng shui more from like a psychology standpoint okay. because it's so reflective in that way. However, you know, there's an energy as- aspect of it. There's frequency, you know, everything is made up of a frequency. So when you bring things into your space, it holds a frequency based on the intent behind why you're bringing that into your home or into your business. Right. So it's much more than should this mirror be on the right side versus the left side and much more than just, um, where do I put my couch? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Okay. (laughs) I like that. Yeah. I definitely feel that the home or where you spend the majority of your time should be somewhat, uh, like your most favorable place, like your, yeah. your most favorable where you want to be the most. Like for me personally, I, I love being at home. Like that's, that's, I'm a homebody. So I definitely agree that definitely creating an atmosphere when you're at home is probably one of the most beneficial things you can do uh, for yourself and, you know, for your family as well. So how did you start yeah. to utilize this to help um, people. Ooh, yeah. Um, so after I got, I, I stocked my feng shui master. <laughs> okay. Wow. You got, <laughs> there's so much I want to know about this. How, like, how do you become a feng shui master? Like how do you do that? <laughs> you just got to study girl. <laughs> right. Um, not Google it. Don't, don't Google. Don't Google. Google don't got the answers. Yeah. <laughs> Google is not your mom. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to confuse you. You're going to think like you're doing something and you're actually not doing it that you're trying to do, yeah. but it's all good. <laughs> um, so uh, I actually, so my background is actually a visual communication. So that's like set design, like aesthetics, like kind of, I'm already kind of doing what I studied, so to speak, but it's like, I could have been on movie sets. I could, I could uh, do storefronts. I could do anything that has to do with space, like people's environments, office spaces, stuff like that. Um, I initially wanted to go into um, creating model homes, mm. uh, like doing the decorations for model homes like and stuff. homes, right. Yes. Okay. So, because in California, where I'm originally from, from San Diego, there was like booming market at the time, you know, of all these new constructions. And my dad used to drag me around as a kid to all these model homes. 
And I loved looking at the decor and how they set everything up. I thought that was like so cool. Yeah. And um, I wanted to do that. However, you know, life happens, you know? And so I ended up getting married and having a child during my, uh, about to jump into my second year of school, of college. And I had to go to LA to finish my degree. And instead I decided to be a mom. And uh, during that time, I was kind of like a couple years after like going through my divorce and all that stuff and shifting in mindset and everything. Mm -hmm. um, I was really hungry for go like trying to be a better, not be a, I wanted to go deeper in my healing. So I didn't repeat generational patterns with my own children. Yeah. And I wanted to be a better person. Um, not saying I was a bad person, but I just wanted to better myself and feel more happy and fulfilled with who I am and how I showed up in the world. And um, so I was looking around online and I was like looking at interior design schools and all this stuff. And then I found this feng shui and I was like, what is, what the fun? Right. What, is this feng shui what is this? What is this? <laughs> feng shui? What is this? Right. Yeah. yeah I, I had no idea what the hell feng shui was. I was like, what is this shit? I don't know. And, um, but it was so cool. And I started reading about it and how I'm um, like, there's energy and I didn't know anything about energy. Like I grew up in organized religion. So there was like that aspect of like, Oh, that's woo woo. That's taboo. Like don't even go there, you yeah. know? But I was curious. And so the way that the description of feng shui and how it like tapped into me, I saw it more from an interior design perspective. Um, and then as I started learning more about it and seeing, uh, like I shared, I was in the self-help world. So I started seeing the correlations of mindset and like your space, your environment. And I was like, this is very fascinating. So I started shifting um, so anyways, like I, I started shifting my environment with my feng shui master. So I was, I was stalking her and going to all her events and all her things. And she saw like my hunger yeah. <laughs> for wanting to shift my life and shift uh, and make change. And so she took me under her wing and mentored me and I got certified um, in feng shui. I have nine certifications in classical uh, feng shui because there are different schools. Um, the one that I practice is over 6,000 years old. Wow. Um, it was a tool that was used to build the forbidden city in the temple of heaven in China. Wow. Yeah. That's, pretty hardcore. That's, right? Yeah. That's pretty intense. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. And then I just, after like um, learning about feng shui and implementing like uh, the Bagua map, which is like all about um, it's a, it's an energy map that you can lay over your home or your business and it represents uh, different foundations in your life, like relationships, money, career, wow. uh, spirituality, health, all those different kinds of things. Okay. And there's there's a lot of levels, layers to that, of course. And after I implemented that and then um, looked at how my apartment at the time sat on the land and did like a compass reading, um, which I did, it tells me like the personality of the house, what's going on energetically in the home, kind of like astrology for us, but, but for within house. the home. Okay. So not, yeah. so yeah, like how the planets line up in the universe, but this is more how your home sets on the land and how the objects in your home line up with the energy through it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's pretty cool. So in that interesting. Yeah. And so each area of the house, depending on how the numbers fall, have a frequency and how they interact can tell you a story of what 
if the person in the house is having financial issues, Mm -hmm. health issues, relationship stuff or career, like where their business is going, things like that. Mm -hmm. So, and then you bring in the natural elements, the five elements, which Uh, the five elements, which is uh, fire, earth, metal, wood, and water. And so there's natural mm. elements that you can bring into your environment to anchor in the good frequencies of the astrology of the home so that it's supporting you on all the levels, like all the energy levels. So you're working in the physical okay. plane, you're working in the mental plane, as well as the um, the spiritual plane, you know? So it's really cool how those yeah. tie together in your environment. So yeah, and like, it just blew, it rocked my world and it blew my mind. And that's how I kind of started my business where I was like, I saw these two correlations and saw how it transformed, was transforming my life at the time. And um, mm-hmm. I was like, I have to teach this to people. And that's what I started doing. Right. And people's lives started changing and moving and, and all kinds of amazing stuff started happening. I was like, this is so stinking cool. People were getting checks in the mail. People were getting job opportunities. Uh, career opportunities, like all kinds of cool stuff. And I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to do this. Wow. <laughs> right. This is amazing. Yeah. So how did you start to like implement it with, did you just automatically, did you start with your, your home and then you're like, wow, this has like, you've, you saw improvement after you did it with your apartment, like how it changed your life or tr- kind of transformed the energy yeah. That you had or all of the above. Yeah. Okay. So anytime, you know, for me, I am my own guinea pig, you know, like I like to do my practice and then I practice after I practice on me and tra- practice my concept, then I go practice on my clients. Well, not practice, but you know, share with my clients. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. I'm sure, I'm sure you've had friends that you've like feng shuied their house and oh you yeah, when you were first starting and saying, okay, Let's see if this works, <laughs> honey. Let's see. Let's see if this helps. <laughs> yes. I mean, my first consultation was really scary for me, like anything, you know what I mean? Like your first time yeah. doing anything, it's yeah. so scary. And you're like, oh, I think your home's energy <laughs> right. is like this. <laughs> <laughs> right. Girl, your energy is off. Right? <laughs> this house needs a redo. Right? It needs some yeah. loving, girl. <laughs> Yeah, it needs some loving, honey. <laughs> right, we got to take down those sad pictures, number one. Right? Yes, yes. My favorite is always like uh, single ladies, you know what I mean? Like I have a, uh-huh. a couple clients that I've walked into their home. They're like, I really want a partner and I keep attracting this this guy that doesn't want to commit. And I'm like, honey, you got oh. single ladies all over your home. That's why. Because you're not committing. Okay. It's it's more of like, you know, you're energetically creating a block, you know, because you're saying, I'm not ready for a right. partner. <laughs> oh, I love, I, girl, I love that you went there. <laughs> I love that you fucking went there because I have um, some friends who <laughs> gonna stay nameless but they are single ladies they are single ladies and I hear it all the time like um you know the single the single lady vibe like how do you get rid of the single lady vibe where people see that you are ready to commit because you know single ladies sometimes can be a little intimidating to a man and I think 
they don't really recognize that because they're too involved in their movement. They're too involved in their growth Mm -hmm. and their independence. Yeah. I have a friend who she was, um, single for a long time, long time. And it was funny because when she finally, and she actually got married, but when she finally started dating, who is now her husband, it was like, she was trying to break up with this fool every week. And I'm like, girl, you've been talking about you want a boyfriend for I don't know how long. And now you got one and you trying to break up with him like for stupid stuff. Like, who cares if sometimes he got mismatched socks on? <laughs> right. I'm to let the man live. Maybe he's trying to tie, multitask and you just kind of break up with him. You know, he's trying to fit you in his schedule. He didn't have time to fold his socks. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's You can fold him that socks because he's looking for a partner too. <laughs> <laughs> right. Maybe he needs a woman to get his socks organized. Right. I don't know. <laughs> So what, let's talk about this. What vibe are these single ladies given? Like when you walk into their home, what do you see like or or feel automatically? Well, it's funny because like that sense of independence, you know what I mean? Like I'm an independent woman and it's yes, like you should be feeling like you're a badass woman. You know what I mean? However, when you're ready to attract a partner like that, that shield that you put up kind of, it feels like a shield. You know what I mean? Like I'm a badass, you know what I mean? And it doesn't create that energy of welcoming a partner because the guy's like oh you're badass you got it together you don't need me all right boo right Keep rocking on <laughs> right right you got everything right here I don't need you yeah, yeah you don't need me and I don't need you 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 scaring me honey yes. yeah yeah you scaring me I don't think I can keep up yeah well yeah like when I, I when you walk into a space that of like my single ladies you know what I mean it's usually the way they have their home set up is kind of like how a bachelor has his home set up, just not as the bachelor's house is not as nice as a a woman's house would be. There are exceptions. My husband was one of them. The one I manifested. Um, (laughs) I love that you said you manifested. Oh yeah. I manifested that food. Yes, I did. And I did. I had to do a lot of self work to get him. And I was like, you know what? Okay. Yes. You were worth the wait, boo, because I got all my ladies. They're like, where'd you find him? Does he have a brother? Oh, nice. I need some right. of that. And I'm like, yeah, girl. I was like, no, they're taken. But I mean, if you yeah. want to borrow mine and, and just admire him, you totally can. <laughs> or have him hang out with yeah. your husband so he, my husband can rub off on your husband. I don't know. Whatever works. <laughs> right. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> so that is amazing. But yeah, like you go in and it has that ambiance. Like, so like. You know, your bed, like, for example, you go into your bedroom and their bedroom normally only has one nightstand or their closets are full of clothes and all their things, you know, and, and of course they should because mm-hmm. it's, it's their, it's their damn space. And I'm an empowered right. woman shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, but mm-hmm. when you are, you're not getting this closet space. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're ready to make that shift and make that transition, you want to energetically shift that in your environment as well that means add another nightstand clear out Mm -hmm. your closet and have at least like eight hangers available and what that does is it sets the frequency the energy in your house like hey I have room for a partner to come in I have Mm -hmm. a room because I have this that bedside you know table you know for you and I have like 
And this goes for guys too. You know what I mean? Guys creating that ambiance of bringing in a partner, you know, um, yeah. setting your table with two, you know, having two chairs versus just one chair. Cause you're single, you know, things like that. Right. Right. <laughs> and bringing in like <laughs> pictures of like love, but not just like one person. <laughs> right. Right. Like guys, I feel like bachelors, the male bachelors probably have tons of pictures of maybe themselves or like what do they have pictures of now I need to know because you all in people's houses I know right well I mean guys in general they they like to keep their stuff simple you know like the bare minimum bare minimum you're lucky if you find a picture frame on the wall you know what I mean okay you know like some some men are not like that they don't put like they don't decorate or anything it's usually like a tv maybe like an xbox <laughs> or whatever gaming <laughs> right. console you know like yeah. their beer like their man chair you know and, and like and that's it you know kind of thing yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> so you know like that when those moments were like we need to spruce this up a little bit but yeah like for like my hubby when I make when I first went to his house he had curtains, girl, on his on, on his windows. I was like, "What? What kind of man are you? You got curtains, right? And you got pictures right. of your family on the wall. What is going right. on here? And you're single? Say what? Right? <laughs> Scar. <laughs> <laughs> he was ready yeah, for me. That's all. <laughs> he was. You know what's funny is uh, my husband's actually the one who's better at decorating and like a lot of people will be like I do like the little stuff the decor stuff but a lot of people be like oh I like that picture you know you guys have in your entryway or I like you know that furniture and it's like 100% of the time my husband picked it out like he's really good at that kind of stuff um but our, our taste is very different. Like I'm super, like if it was, and I'm kind of glad he balances me out because like, if it was up to me, everything would probably be blinged out with like energy crystals <laughs> and like a gazillion plants everywhere, you know, like just very, um, you know, like very intense, very like almost, you know, like a combination of uh, cheap gold and yeah. <laughs> like hippie vibes I mean I would just be a mess I would just so I'm glad that he's like whoa 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 (laughs) no we're not buying a rhinestone lamp (laughs) you know I don't know what what this means but we're not you know it kind of balances me out but yes so some men do have that where they know that they want their home to be like inviting and and comfortable like he never wants to leave the house that's like one of the problems we have I'm like let's go let's go somewhere let's get out let's get out and he's like well it's so comfy here I'm like I know but we gotta go (laughs) we gotta do something that's what happens when you make your house too comfy you know you don't want to leave (laughs) it is it is yeah so what clients do you see the most is it mostly the single ladies or is it people who are kind of feeling uh like a balance where they don't want to be home, like something's imbalanced here. Yeah, I actually work with a lot of entrepreneurs. Um, I, okay. I work with a lot of entrepreneurs that are women that are either single, going through a divorce, or are married. Mm. So I actually work very much in that. Like, I have clients that, um, yeah, that are married that have kids. I have clients that are single. I have clients that are going through a big divorce or separation and stuff. 
So in -hmm. those big moments, like I really love to support them, um, especially when you're going through divorce, it's such a, a mental and emotional game. So having someone validate you and kind of help you create this new reality, this paradigm that you're creating for yourself because your life was so in a different facet. And so some people, right. when they have that blank canvas, they don't know what to do with themselves with it. And it feels overwhelming. Mm-hmm. So I help mm-hmm. them kind of like filter through their overwhelm and seeing what is it that they really, really, really want. Um, right. Yeah. So I work with, yeah, I mainly work with all those categories of women. I don't really work with men as much. Um, mm-hmm. I've had a couple clients that were men, but it was very, um, it was more of like they had a hard time talking to women or talking mm-hmm. uh, socializing. So there was like more of a social aspect of it that we were working okay. on. Um, so I think when it comes to the guys, it's more of like helping the guys feel more comfortable with themselves and how they show up. Um, right. You know, cause some men are like, Oh, I, I don't want to come off as being too sensitive or, or I don't want to, you know, they try to put up a facade of not being themselves. And I'm like, no, you want to show up as yourself 110% right. because that means you scare away the girls that you don't need to have in your life and vice versa. Right. You know, right. I'm like, my goal is to, I mean, that was when my goal when I was dating and manifesting my, my partner, my life partner, um, mm-hmm. I was like scaring guys away left and right. And I loved it. I loved every moment right. of it. <laughs> You're scaring away the wrong ones. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah to make yeah. room for the ones that will actually be there. And the ones that actually were there, I was like, Hmm, which one do I like? <laughs> yeah. 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 Def- definitely. Um, I think women feel very empowered when they realize what they want, you know, and have those expectations. And it's, you know, kind of hard finding that balance of the right one versus, you know, one that's just not right for you. And sometimes, um, you know, especially like with heartbreak and stuff, it's hard to get over that because you thought they were the right one, but for whatever reason, you might not have been the right one for them, you know? Yeah. So sometimes it's, you know, it's, it's definitely, you know, hard juggling that, but yeah, when you, true. yeah, when you go into like a, a family home, do you usually do homes that are already set up or most of the time, most people like to work with a blank canvas, like when they're first moving in or transitioning, like you said, the woman who's newly divorced, I could see why she would want her energy in her home to be a certain way. And, you know, kind of focused on whatever she's focused on. If it's like money, mm-hmm. entrepreneurship or, or love yeah. or comfort, Um, so most people, do they like to start with a blank canvas? Um, it actually depends. Um, this Uh is the beauty, the beauty about what I do is I can show up in any setting. So, um, I have clients that I've worked with to setting up their home. Um, they're like the renovations, like if they just bought a house and they're doing reconstruction Mm -hmm. and stuff, like I'm usually there helping with the plans and with the architect or, if the husband is a handyman already and I just work with them and, and what my recommendations are. Um, other people that are, um, I would say I don't, I, I do more so with people that have already are in their homes, but I do work with people that are building their homes. I've built, I've actually worked with a lady in Texas to build her house from the ground up. Um, it was a blank, like it was a plot of land and we built it from the ground up. It was awesome. That was a cool experience. Um, 
I also work, I worked with people that um, are about to transition out of their home and get into a newer, a new home. So I've worked in different facets of what a client needs. And um, yeah, it just depends on the person and their lifestyle. It's, there's really no cookie cutter aspect of like, um, like how I, how I work in people, like the situation of how they show up in, in their spaces. But mm-hmm. the one thing that I do um, that is very common, like I, I go to people's environment, like into their spaces. That's the consistent thing. Like um, I can do things virtually over online, uh, like virtually, or I could do things in person um, mm-hmm. depending on, you know, how you want to work with me. And people usually work with me for six months to a year um, because of the transition point that it takes to not only shift your physical environment and shifting your mindset, but shifting your life. It takes time, you know, things don't right. happen overnight. Yeah. And so every, yeah. So every milestone that you go through, I'm there to kind of like support you when you get stuck in your, in your mind, you're like, am I doing this right? Oh, this sucks. Oh, my mm-hmm. life is sucky. Like whatever is going through, you know, your mind at the time. So mm-hmm. that's why I combined, um, I work with people as long as I do, because um, I want to make sure that you're able to implement the change and mm. see the change and see it shift and have time to kind of like let the dust settle, so to speak. So, um, yeah. Have you ever like walked into somebody's home and just felt like, I don't want to say negative vibes, but you just kind of felt the blocks where you walked into their house and you're like, whoa, <laughs> like now yeah. I see why you're having a hard time fulfilling this or you have a hard time um, moving forward with whatever like if they're entrepreneurs if it's money if it's um, you know love whatever like when you feel those how do you kind of tell them like hey (laughs) this is what's going on over here you gotta get rid of this or get rid of that well yeah so when it comes to people's environments you always of course have to be very um gentle and mindful you know i ask a lot of questions when i work with people as a way to kind of get insight about how they feel or how they view a certain situation because mm-hmm. if i'm coming from my lens i'm not honoring the client you know right. because it's their world that they're experiencing not mine so um I like to kind of get an idea of what is going on within themselves. I usually have people fill out a questionnaire as well, um, just so that I can get some insight, not only with written what you wrote down and then talking to you that I pick up on stuff. And so from there and asking questions like, you know, um, like, for example, let me think, like, I'm trying to think of a most recent example that I had. Um, so funny when I'm in the midst of it, I'm just right. like, uh, you're just moving. I'm like, I can't working. remember. Yeah. <laughs> totally. um, yeah. Cause when you're thinking of it and you're seeing, seeing the, the block, you're probably not necessarily like thinking you probably feel it right then and there, but I would imagine like clutter would be a huge one. Like um, people who have a lot of clutter in their house, I think mm-hmm. it would probably have a big energy block for that I know um with me when I get overwhelmed or I feel like maybe uh too much is on my plate honestly or or I feel maybe just off like decluttering my home because I'm I'm you know my house is not perfect by far I'm one to like throw 
all the mail, all the junk mail in like one drawer or under the pantry that nobody sees, <laughs> you know, like, you know, the downstairs looks good, but honey, don't go upstairs, you know, <laughs> you know, or whatever. But the decluttering of uh, my home, like really helps me a lot. Like, you know, when I have bags and bags of stuff that I, no longer I use or no longer I need and I'm you know giving it away or donating it that helps me a lot I know so I would yeah. think kind of have a free-flowing you know when people you would probably see those blocks oh yeah like that I mean that's the majority that's the most visible block that I could see with people like mm-hmm. even with a, a person that's like very clean very organized and spick and span I can find stuff yeah <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can find stuff but like when it comes to like the clutter in people's faces you know like especially like people that have heirlooms and like mm-hmm. those kind of things I have to be very mindful about it I bet. but a lot yeah. of but a lot of the time, to be honest, when people have heirlooms, they don't even want the heirlooms. You know yeah. what I mean? They have it because they feel that guilt and that obligation. I and know. so it, it's really, really, it's really hard because I'm like, where, how is that mirroring in your, in your life? You know, where right. in your life are you settling or feeling guilty for not wanting something, but you're settling and just dealing with it? Yeah. You yeah. Know, that's like an example <laughs> of how it mirrors, you know? <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, like my family, we are very, uh, my, my like dad's a glass artist and my uncle's an artist and like a great aunt was an artist. So we got like a, a lot of artists. <laughs> so we got like a lot of <laughs> yes. art around. And like the other day I was like going through the, my box of stuff that I'm like, Hmm, well, Aunt Jessie drew this, you know, <laughs> but I don't have it hung up, you know, I guess I yeah. have to hang on to it, but what do I do with it? You know, kind of, you don't want to piss off your ancestors, <laughs> right? <laughs> I, oh, I still man. love the drum, honey, but I don't know where I'm going to hang it, you know, <laughs> like, so uh, definitely the, the letting go of the but wait, are you honoring your ancestors by having it in the box anyway no <laughs> no I'm not <laughs> well I'm not I gotta figure out yes. what I'm gonna do with it because <laughs> I know See, and that's, yeah I'm like you can re-gift it to your your, your sibling or something someone in the family be like right. here you go guess what I got you <laughs> definitely that'd be a great idea my sister oh Antonia here you go honey <laughs> look what I found and I thought of you right. okay, I thought of you husband. she listens to this podcast she's going to be like mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh man she's like I know what you're doing I know sis. what you're doing I hear sis. you I, I feel you I feel you <laughs> absolutely oh. yeah I was I was thinking about your question you were asking about the clutter situation. So Mm -hmm. I had a lady that had this um, business in downtown San Diego. It was like a home emporium kind of setup. It wasn't that company, but, um, but it was something very similar. And she hired me because her business was, you know, not doing so good. And then on top of that, she wanted to attract a partner. Yeah. Um, because she had just left a, a really bad relationship. So 
she didn't follow my recommendations. And anytime I give recommendations, they're based on like what it is that is aligned with you. Uh Because like I said, like it's your space. It's not mine. I'm here to support you. Right. And one of the things that she had was she had a lot of engagement rings and wedding dresses from previous relationships. She just said, oh, I'm keeping my ring. I know, right? And then she had a lot of um, like clutter, you know, and stuff. But she she held on to all of all this stuff because of money. Like even though she like, so she was creating her business to fail, so to speak, because she was having a mindset of lack with money, Mm -hmm. even though she was sitting on so much abundance. And like those that have a lot of clutter, I consider it that I'm like, dude, you're sitting on so much abundance, so much untapped potential. Right. And like, once you let that shit go, like you're going to attract so much, like so much amazingness. It's not even funny. Like once you decide to let that go, like just things start flowing and aligning so well. Mm -hmm. Like that's why I do like, even in my personal life Mm -hmm. in my home, if I'm feeling stuck or stagnant in a certain area of my life, I just start decluttering. Yeah. I'm getting rid of shit. Yeah. And it just makes room for new things to come. Definitely. So, yeah. But yeah, like she didn't do, she didn't declutter. She didn't get rid of the wedding dresses and any, and that goes like, if you're wanting to attract a partner, yeah. letting go of the He's, old thing. Yeah. Cause <laughs> any new guy would be like, why do you have six wedding dresses? <laughs> right. Like, why you got all what, this stuff? What's going on here? <laughs> I know I have a few jeans I'm still holding on to that I'm like, mm. I need to get back into those. Like I need to, Ooh, I'm like, they're a little too tight to wear out in public, but one day I will. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I definitely think it's the mindset of, you know, the letting go for new things to come in. It, I mean, I should probably let go of those jeans, but <laughs> definitely. I'm all, you know what? You already know what you got to do, boo. Right. You already, <laughs> you already know what you got to do. Let them go. Yeah. So definitely the clutter. So how do you, like, how do you approach somebody with that? Did she get rid of the wedding dresses? Were, she, were you like, like, okay, you got to let these wedding dresses go. Like, how did you approach that? How do I approach it? Yeah. yeah. So I, I would, I would ask her, like, tell me, tell me about these, uh, tell me about these dresses. Tell me about, tell me about this. Tell me the story behind it because items all have a story. Mm -hmm. So I have them share with me. What is the story behind each of the items? And I'm like, okay. Mm -hmm. And then I reiterate her goal. And I was like, so I know that you want to attract a partner and you want some more abundance to flow. Mm -hmm. And I would highly recommend, I would highly recommend you getting rid of the wedding dresses or selling them or Mm -hmm. getting some profit from it, so to speak, or because of the fact that they're not being honored, it creates stuck and stagnant energy. So if you want to attract and you want to um, bring more, have like those items have more joy, giving it to someone that will have that joy that the item needs, it will be so, so beautiful. Yeah. And they will love you for it. You know, give it to someone that's going to cherish Cherish it just as much as you cherished it. Right. And, um, and paying it forward. And so she was, you know, I, I said it, I did the thing and she like heard me. The thing that was the second part was that the cost, the money part of it. Uh, And I said, well, you can sell the dresses, Mm -hmm. you can repurpose them in some way, Mm -hmm. but I would recommend getting rid of them if you could possibly, if you could let them go. Right. Because it will create a block and it will. So like I explained to her, she told me, I explained to her my perspective. She told me 
you know, what her fear is. I explained to her what the fear could possibly lead her to if she doesn't make the change. Mm. And then that's up to her after that to make mm-hmm. the change. And she did it. So her business closed down. And oh, she no. <laughs> so that's oh. a simplified version. But yeah, right. a lot of the recommendations she didn't, she either half did it and then didn't do it at all. Yeah. So. Yeah, we definitely, I just, <laughs> we definitely create our own blocks. I just had a a little group discussion on Clubhouse about um, breaking blocks and um, disbelief and, you know, uh, our limiting beliefs and stuff like that. So we definitely do create a lot of our own blocks. Um, and I, I can kind of understand the money thing. Like she's like, oh, this is worth so much money. But sometimes mm-hmm. the money isn't really worth the block, you know? Yeah. So that's how we have to look at it. Um, you know, she could have maybe sold the wedding dress, even though she would have lost the money. I mean, she was losing money anyway. She didn't get married. Right. right? So, <laughs> she didn't right? get married. So how much more money are you trying to lose, honey? So she could have, <laughs> she could have sold it and gave it to somebody who maybe was on a budget, you know, um, yeah. a woman who would have probably been so happy to find a dress in that um, money frame that maybe she had a limited budget. I know when like limiting um, beliefs too. like when I sold my first house, we bought this house and I knew like, I knew, I knew that we could get like so much money for this house and da, 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 da. And at the time the market wasn't as what it is now. And I was like, Oh, but I think we should take it off the market and then resell it. But there was a couple who their loan only allowed them so much um, to get. And at the time, it it was a, oh, it was a hard, hard, hard pill to swallow because I was like, but I know we can make like $50,000 more. You know what I mean? Like, I know. (laughs) Yeah. I know. But then the real estate agent kind of like when she said, well, that's all they can kind of like afford, you know, they can't take a second loan out. And then, and then, um, my, my husband said something about like, yeah, you know, the, uh, cause our house was in a really nice neighborhood where we live, that house that we sold. And he said something like, yeah, the, you know, the only houses they're going to be able to afford is like over on this side of town, you know, kind of like that, which wasn't <laughs> like, you know, the, the greatest, but it wasn't the worst, you know? And I was just kind of yeah. like, Oh, you know, this is their chance. So I said, if you fuck it, we'll sell it. <laughs> we'll see it. We, we sell it. Fuck it. We sell it too. And it was like, it was hard for me to do. I admit it was hard for me. But after that, the house that me and my husband moved into, the value like skyrocketed, like almost instantly, mm. like instant, like doubled in value. And I was like, if we didn't sell our house, we wouldn't have had the opportunity to buy this new home, you know? So, so letting go of that money block of, Oh, I'm losing so much money was huge for us because then we made so much more, you know, but sometimes we don't see the blocks and, you know, it, it takes when you dig a little deep and you see, well, where were you, you know, a couple of years before maybe you had success or you had money, you know, 
to let it go, you know, to let that. So I definitely agree with you on that one. That's, that's a huge one. Yeah. And that's a, it's a, I mean, the fact that you went and took that leap of faith, so to speak, and trusting the universe, mm-hmm. you got blessed even more. So. Right. And that's the, that's the beauty of trust. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. Sometimes we're scared to trust like the universe and tr- scared to trust the energy around us and scared to trust almost other people's, um, you know, stories or in yeah. trust that, you know, there is a path for us and sometimes we need to take it that's unfortunate about that lady's business you know mm, I know it's unfortunate yeah. I know but I think she didn't you know on, on some ways you know when people's businesses mm-hmm. like fall apart and, and they're not willing to make the effort mm-hmm. I, I think in some ways she wasn't she didn't want to be in business in that business right anymore anyway. maybe she, it was yeah. a block that she created because deep down she didn't really uh she wasn't happy there or something yeah exactly yeah and you know and the, and that's when you move energy around also. It reveals things, mm-hmm. you know, that you weren't consciously aware of yeah. about yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's true. This energy and uh, atmosphere in your environment is huge. It's really big. How would you, yeah. um, how would you tell somebody to focus on their environmental energy? Like if you like how would you approach somebody who maybe isn't necessarily a believer of energy or not necessarily a believer of their atmosphere and just kind of like, you know, they're having these issues or they're having a lot of blocks or a lot of problems and they don't realize that it's almost kind of like their own space that they created. What would be some little introductions you would give them or tips? Yeah. So the one thing that I would invite someone to do that's never thought about their environment um, or believes in the power in their environment, so to speak, I would say um, to take a moment to really um, make your house quiet, as quiet as you can, like get all the kids out of the house, all the, you know, if you have a partner or whatever, get everyone out of the house and then take a moment and stand at your front door and walk, like walk through your house and see what pops up in your thoughts how, and how your body feels. You'll notice that there's certain areas of your house that you really, really love that resonate and other areas of your house that don't. Mm. Okay. And when you become aware of that, that's when you start wanting to make the shifts mm-hmm. because it's a problem that needs to be solved. You know, yeah. like that light bulb that's out that you've been walking past like a bunch of times. <laughs> right your your subconscious that right. subconscious that little dark hallway taking, right. mm. yeah <laughs> it's taking note like your mind hallway. takes note of these little yeah. things yeah <laughs> so yeah like your mind takes note of all these little things mm. so you'll notice that when you make a shift mm-hmm. how do you feel okay and you know what I mean it's all about awareness you know so I would say walk around your home Walk around it slowly, go clockwise, and just observe every room in your house. Just walk by everything. Look at everything. Look at your artwork. Mm -hmm. Look at everything that's on the walls. What does it mean to you? What does it reflect to you? Is your environment reflecting the life that you are embarking and creating for yourself? Yeah. And if it's not, and you feel like it's a no, 
then something needs to be shifting because something's off. Yeah, definitely. So that would be my first thing is like, just be aware of your space. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do anything. Just be aware of Mm -hmm. it. And the awareness is what will make you want to shift things. Um, And also like declutter, like a lot of us have clutter Mm -hmm. and, you know, it's just part of life. You know, even me as a feng shui expert, I do this for a living, Mm -hmm. you know, and I teach people how to organize your spaces, you know? Mm -hmm. So I have clutter, but the difference is, is I know where my clutter it needs Mm -hmm. and where it's coming from. Right. So it's like, those are the tools measuring sticks. You know, if you've experienced trauma or you don't feel your feelings very well, Mm -hmm. your environment is kind of that reflection of your emotional state. So when I have clutter piling up in that chair in your bedroom or that chair in that house that accumulates clothes right. and towels and all that stuff. <laughs> the treadmill. <laughs> right. Yeah. The treadmill That's how you know. Dress hanger. Yeah. Yes, girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know you, you're feeling overwhelmed in some way. Some area in your life is feeling, uh, feeling overwhelming to you that you can't even right. do the, the, no- the normal tasks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Definitely. Maybe your life is really busy yeah. and that's okay, but maybe you don't want to feel busy. Right. So then that's give, giving you an invitation to look at where am I so busy in my life that I'm not even able to enjoy my space Right. Right. and sit in yeah. it. So there's a lot of like little messages that your home and that you're giving yourself in your home, you mm-hmm. know? It's just learning the language of the, of the psychology of your space. That's amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much. Please let everybody know how to find you, how to reach out to you if they decide they want to feng shui their house or just to follow you. I know you're on social media. Um, So let everybody kind of find you. Yeah. So you can find me at Passion Style Purpose on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, My website's passionstylepurpose.com. Uh, so that's pretty much like how you can find me. I, if you're interested in feng shui or want to learn how to kind of implement this cool things into your life, I have a a program, uh, called the life design program for dreamers and doers for all my entrepreneur type A personalities. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like me. me. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Me. Yeah. So it's like a step-by-step guide. Like if you were to do a consultation with me. This is more of like a go at your own pace. Um, so, you know, if you want to work with me one-on-one or if you just want to go through the experience, you know, you can go through that, through the, through the program that way. And um, yeah, that's how you can find me. And uh, let's see, what else? What else? I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. I'm, I'm on Clubhouse too. Yes. I'm loving Clubhouse. Yes. It's been really awesome. Yes. It's so cool. Yeah, Clubhouse... I- <laughs> I feel like Clubhouse has been such a game changer, especially for me, um, you know, with the podcasting and actually being able to find people with like specialties that, um, you know, resonate with my podcast because that's a hard time. That was a hard time for me was trying to find people to um, talk on my podcast that actually had the pillars that I want my podcast to be focused on. So it's definitely helped. So any listeners out there, get on clubhouse, um, follow me, uh, Catherine, it's under Catherine Pacheco 
or the username Callie Cat and follow Justine Hernandez and we can talk and talk. And I even made a group on um, about my podcast, Shockers and Cuss Words, that I, I wanted to have, you know, once I got more actual listeners from my podcast mm-hmm. to come on Clubhouse and then I can have my guest come on who've been past guests come on and answer questions so I kind of really wanted to open that up for my listeners so if you are a listener uh, I recommend you join Clubhouse if you need an invite (laughs) message me uh, Catherine Pacheco uh, Instagram or uh, Shockers and Cuss Words Instagram and I am on uh, Facebook as well or you can email me Chakras and Cuss Words uh, or chakras.cusswords at yahoo.com. So thank you everybody for listening and please uh, like, subscribe and uh, review and reach out to Justine and find her on Instagram to learn everything feng shui <laughs> and transforming your <Yes>. life. <laughs> thank you so much for being on. It was so much fun. Well, thank you so much for having me. And I love, I love your, your title of your podcast. I think it's so classic (laughs) because, you know, when, when people think of holistic people, they think like we're nuns or something. (laughs) And I'm like, no, I'm like, I cuss like a sailor. So, uh, (laughs) (laughs) love and light. Definitely. You have to, you have to say some cuss words to get through. Definitely. (laughs) That's right. Definitely. Thank you so much, Justine. (laughs) Have a great day. You too. Thank you so much, honey. And I hope you have a beautiful week. You too.